spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps to burn continually in the tabernacle of the congregation. And it shall be a statute forever in your generation. In October 1944, in conjunction with the Jewish Theological Seminary, NBC began one of the longest-running religious programs in radio history. It was called The Eternal Light. The Eternal Light. Then in its tenth year, The Eternal Light dramatized stories of ancient Judea, along with contemporary works like The Diary of Anne Frank. It was produced by Milton Krentz. Many top New York radio actors appeared. Make free time available NBC donated the airtime, and the seminary paid for the show's production. At 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time over NBC's WRCA in New York, The Eternal Light took to the air with a story entitled Children of Liberty. And the 20th anniversary of the founding of Youth Aliyah. By the waters of the Nile, a basket of bulrushes, coated with pitch and lined with clay, floated among the reeds, and a child, the child Moses, cried. And it is said that at that moment, the angels surrounded the throne of the divine justice and asked, Lord of the world, shall this wonderful child perish? And the Almighty answered, This child shall not perish. For he is destined at the head of my people to chant the great song of deliverance. The history of this child shall be a witness to my almighty power. This is the history not of one child, but of 64,000. And it is a witness to the power of the almighty. It is the story of 64,000 children who stand at the heart of their people, destined to chant the great song of deliverance. It is the history of a movement only 20 years old, yet within that movement are the seeds of 20 centuries of progress for all mankind. Youth Aliyah. Say the words again. Youth, we know, but uh, Aliyah. Can you spell it, little girl? Aliyah. A-L-I-Y-A-H. Aliyah. Good for you. An ancient Hebrew word meaning going upward. Today it means also immigration. Youth, Aliyah. The immigration of youth to Israel. A prosaic phrase suggesting passports and visas and the musty smell of law books. Yet behind the simple phrase is a modern miracle. I come from Yemen. I come from Poland. I from Iraq. I from France. From Morocco. From Hungary. Turkey. Latvia. Brazil. Bulgaria. Ecuador. Poland. Afghanistan. Yugoslavia. It has been no simple immigration. For these 64,000 children have been gathered up from every corner of the earth. They are brands plucked from the burning fire of war and persecution. They have wandered through the wilderness and been lifted up to a promised land. In the early months of 1932, a year of restless foreboding in Germany, a dozen young members of a Zionist youth group visited Frau Reicha Freyer, 
the wife of a Berlin rabbi. Freyer, can you help us find employment? We have lost our jobs. Freyer Freyer listened patiently. In the months that followed, she heard the same request in many forms. The problem turned over and over in her mind. They are all losing their jobs, all of them. She concerned herself with specifics. Can an unemployed Jewish youth in Berlin find work perhaps in Essen, in Düsseldorf? What is to become of them? Resha Freyer slept less and worried more. And out of the tumble of concern, out of conflicting thoughts and impossible imaginings, by what divine process we do not know, a conviction came to Resha Freyer. So, gentlemen, we must send our youth to Palestine. Palestine? Now. But they are not prepared for that kind of life. Why must they be prepared here? Why can't they be trained in Eretz Israel itself? Oh, Freyer, let me make sure I understand you. You want to send boys of 15 or 16 away from their homes and train them for life on the land in Palestine? That's what I'm proposing. <laughs> Ridiculous, Farfrey. Impossible! It was an unheard-of suggestion. Everyone was against it. That is, almost everyone. The youth were for it. <laughs> Resha Freyer sought support for her plan. And her most important conquest was another woman, a woman from Baltimore, then in her 73rd year, Henrietta Zold, the acknowledged leader of social service work in Palestine. When Henrietta Zold undertook a task, there were few who could say no. No, Miss Zold. Finally, absolutely no. Herr Falkenberg, it is the only solution. Well, there's no reason for my son to leave. No reason with what's happening in Germany. Oh, it's not so serious as you think, Miss Zold. A few restrictions, some unpleasantness. Uh, it, it will pass. And these brown shirts, this Hitler. Unimportant lunatics. Man is playing politics. You're an American, Miss Zold. You should understand that. I think I do. Uh, no one will listen. I think you are wrong. Even if you are right, and I hope you are right, I ask you to send your son to Palestine. Why? Why should I break up my family? Herr Parkenberg, what does a parent owe his child? Oh, well, care, I suppose. For education? Love? More, much more. A parent owes his child the chance to contribute to the world, to be a builder. Herr Parkenberg, send your son to Eretz Israel. Do not deny him his birthright. On the morning of February 19, 1934, the SS Martha Washington steamed into Haifa Bay. Aboard, the vanguard of Youth Aliyah, 43 German Jewish boys and girls between the ages of 15 and 17. In the following five months, 50 girls bound for a horticultural school at Talpiot, near Jerusalem. 30 boys to be part of a workers' village in Haifa. 40 religious youth settling at Rodgers. Youth bound for a kibbutz in the Amek. Girls to attend the vocational high school in Jerusalem. Youth Aliyah, which had begun slowly, had taken on a certain tempo. There was just one little problem. I regret to inform you, Miss Earl, that you have exhausted the allocation of 350 certificates of entry granted by His Majesty's government. Nevertheless, between 1934 and 1938, 
some 3,000 German youths were brought to Palestine on the precious certificates of entry reluctantly doled out to youth Aliyah. The German youth studied and worked, grew sun-tanned and fit, preparing in small groups for life on the land. In the hills of Galilee and on the plains of the Sharon, they rediscovered their ancient heritage. They found a new life. When their work in the fields was done, they danced the hora and sang an old new song. Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Although many radio programs are being canceled, the eternal light would air on radio and then television until 1989. Sudeten lands for the Sudeten Germans. Munich.